Welcome to the e-commerce growth show brought to you by Segmentify. Hello and welcome everyone to the e-commerce growth show. I hope you're all doing really well today. So today, um, a very interesting chat with a guy called Mario Shiliashki. Now, Mario is the CEO of Global Payments at PayU, and uh, he's leading uh, payments, or is one of the leading payments provider in emerging markets. So uh, this is going to be an interesting conversation about you know, what's going on around the world in terms of uh, in terms of payments and the opportunities for e-commerce merchants in those territories. So welcome, Mario. How are you doing? Thanks, Phil. Great to be here. Yeah. Love, lovely to meet you. And you're in London, right? Same here. Yep. Calling you from London. Yep. Yeah. And how is it? How is it there today? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, another interesting day in London. Cold summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting and gray in the middle of uh, July. Yeah, you're seeing patches of, patches of blue over here. So oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's not so bad. Can't complain. Yeah, that's great. Why don't you um, start just by telling the guys a little bit about your background? Because I'm not a massive payments uh, expert on that. So it would be really cool to tell the guys what, what, what um, the world that you've been in for the last uh, you know, few years. Sure. So uh, as you said, I lead the uh, global payments business at PayU. Mm -hmm. um, at PayU, um, as you said, so we're the leading provider of online payments in emerging markets, what we call high growth markets. Yeah. Um, we specialize in these high growth markets all the way from Latin America to Africa to Central Eastern Europe, Turkey, Russia, India, and Southeast Asia. Okay. Um, and our focus is really to provide the best payments experience for both domestic e-commerce uh, online digital merchants, as well as global e-commerce uh, and digital merchants. Uh, that's, that's our strong suit. That's our forte. Um, me personally, I've, I've led this business for about, um, five, I, I can I keep saying five and a half, but it's almost six now years yeah, prior to this. Um, you know, I, I have a long career in PayPal in the early days and MasterCard. So a bit of a payments geek, um, and love, love the space. I was going to say, you, you must've seen some pretty amazing transformation in this market. If you've been around in like the early days of PayPal and stuff, I mean, it's been uh, it's been an incredible set of transformations, but you know, yeah. um, the one thing that doesn't change is people love to shop, and more and more of that's happening online. So I feel yeah. like um, you know I was in payments before it was cool and uh, and and uh, super high growth in online payments and before fintech was a word, um, but feeling you know pretty privileged to be in. Uh, in this space now and, and, and leading a company that yeah. is in the right space, in the right markets, um, serving, mm. we think, all the right merchants and, and looking for yeah. more. Oh, definitely. I mean, it is such a blessing to be, you know, in in this time, in this market, for sure. Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, our, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody that's struggling in in. in various economies around the world that are in sectors that are really struggling still at the moment, you know, and we wish them, you know, quick recovery as we're hoping to see, you know, in the likes of travel industry and so on, you know, um, but, um, we're so, starting to see some of that already. So fingers crossed that it continues. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to kind of focus on in terms of these emerging markets, the Latin American region, 
And just starting with a little bit of an icebreaker, um, you're very familiar with a lot of places in the world. You know, you've traveled a lot and been in different countries and so on for, for many years. What's your um, you know, kind of favorite country or region or, or, or in South America, in Latin America? <laughs> you put me on the spot here. Yeah. I've got friends, I've got friends uh, and colleagues, of course, all over Latin. So I got to be careful what I say. Um, yeah, because they're all going to hear it. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. The cool thing about Latam, you know, is is um, every place is different. The food is different. The people are different, even though they speak largely the same language outside of Brazil. Yeah. Um, you know, the I'll tell you the the biggest um, surprise for me was when I first went to Colombia. Yeah. Colombia still has a bit of that overhang um, of the old days. Um, of Pablo Escobar and so forth, but uh, it is a fascinating country, super fast growth, um, highly educated people, people who want to do well. And uh, it's starting to get recognized as a bit of the Silicon Valley of really? Latin. Really? So, uh, so, so, so if I had to choose a place where I would go and set up a business, it'd be. Yeah. Wow, that is really interesting. Um, I haven't. Uh managed to travel to latin america yet um i've only been to well, when, when you get a chance we'll do it together definitely definitely now that would be really cool i'll take that invitation now and uh do do absolutely <laughs> when we <laughs> both travel uh we do yeah. it together yeah Actually, no, definitely. look colombia um third largest economy in latin is it no right uh, brazil and mexico uh, number one and two and then colombia yeah and it's and it's growing fast so um again uh i'll answer your question that way no definitely and uh it's interesting you mentioned colombia actually because that is one of the regions where um we've got some pretty strong partnerships and stuff and like you mentioned there's some really nice strong brands there that are really going places um so uh yeah that's cool to know and, and hopefully we can really blossom some of the some of the partnerships in that region and then as you say we can jet off there together and have some fun you know but plenty of fun to be had business-wise <laughs> that sounds cool well look let's um let's go in a bit deeper then on this yeah. and um cover this kind of topic of why in your experience and your opinion um latin america now is such a prime market for e-commerce so look, I'll start with uh, with this. Um, just in the last five years, yeah, the e-commerce size has tripled in Latin. Mm. Mm. Imagine or compare this to any developed economy, mm. and you see the growth is there. And yet, with all this growth, yeah, still you have um large swaths of the population that are still underbanked um e-commerce is still kind of low double digits in the low teens uh of of retail spend in some countries even you know low single digits and so the growth is there it's massive i've got to say just like in the rest of the world uh we've seen the the lockdowns really push everyone both consumers and merchants uh retailers into e-commerce so that's spurred the growth 
And what I see is, you know, three kind of trends. One is the local online merchants have accelerated their growth and, 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 and um, expanded their offering. Second, we've seen the bricks and mortar merchants in many countries go online because they've had to, yeah. including the corner shops, including the, uh, the, the grocery stores, all online. And we've seen an influx from uh, mostly US, but, but global merchants, really from all over the world, um, looking to, to, to take uh, part of that growth. So all of a sudden, you know, the, the selection, the choice for any Latin American consumer is much higher. Now, um, I think that will only generate further growth. And I think now is the time for anyone considering growth opportunities that is a leader in e-commerce to be thinking, um, how do I enter what country in Latin America? We, we talk about Latin America, but it's not a country. <laughs> Each country is different, right? Yeah. Uh, both culturally and from a um, consumer kind of expectation perspective, consumer habits, payment methods, payment habits. Um, so that's that's what makes it exciting for us because we're already there. We at Payu have built a strong business there across um, all the countries in Latin America. And uh, what I see is, you know, we've got the three big, um, mm. Colombia, Brazil, Mexico. We've got Argentina, Peru, and Chile already growing really rapidly as well. Mm. Um, so we've got uh, a number of countries that are absolutely uh, gangbusters when it comes to growth, mm. when it comes to offering. And when it comes to you know emerging sophistication, not just on payment methods and online penetration and, and mobile adoption, but also on regulation. So you know we're in touch with and working closely with all of the central banks and regulators. Um, things are changing for the better. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say about that. I mean, is it as simple for an e-commerce brand to you know? knock up a website in these regions i mean is there complication around it is there a lot to figure out and get get your head around when it's sort of breaking into a new market as an e-commerce brand that isn't in those territories already so i'd say um while it's a great opportunity yeah it's it's uh, it's not without challenges i think right. it's actually pretty complicated one because you do have a number of countries the great thing is um you get two languages. So uh, so for that swath of, of land and region and countries, um, language is not an issue. What is an issue is you've got different tax regulations. You've got right. different import regulations, import duties and regulations. Okay. Um, you've got, like I was saying, different payment method needs that consumers are used to and adopt. Yeah, It's not a, uh, for the most part, not a super well-carded region. Uh, you know, um, in terms of credit and debit cards, yeah, which then presents a problem for players coming from the outside to offer the best payment methods that exist. And on top of that, there are local buy not pay later or credit options that you want to build uh, or you want to uh, implement into your offering as a e-commerce merchant. You need someone who has already done it to partner with you. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. And what about the um, the actual your your experience, your knowledge of the of the customers themselves? You know their, their expectations and their preferences. Stuff is there a lot of difference between countries or between regions and other parts of the world? 
So look, I think the, the commonality is fairly young population across Latin um, that all wants to be online, large proportion already is, and are growing into the um, affluence to be able to shop online. Um, so those are the trends that I think in general we see in the majority of our markets, the high growth markets around the world, the emerging markets around the world. Um, there are of course nuances and the majority of the nuances I think come from one, the, the brands I know and the brands I trust, two, how I like to pay, and three, what are the new payment options that are coming out in, our, in my market that I'm interested in and I'd like to see on the checkout page of, um, of, of any merchant brand, right, that I, that I encounter. Um, and I think the, the other one is, you know, we see um, quite a bit of differentiation on the various um, sectors that people shop in, which is actually quite interesting. Um, you know, we, we, we have a pretty broad spectrum of merchants across multiple sectors of e-commerce. Um, and because we have, we're, we're a strong player in the region with, uh, you know, thousands of merchants and uh, uh, millions of consumers, we have the data to see what sectors grow and, and in what country. And it's fascinating to see, you know, fashion would grow really well in one market, whereas digital goods would be the kind of the leader in another. Um, so that's that's another set of, I think, data points that a merchant thinking about what market do I enter when um, is, is an important, you know, um, aspect to take into account. Yeah, that's interesting, is it? What, what, why is that? Do you know why certain countries or regions are bigger on fashion than, than others? I mean, is it just cultural difference? I, what, I, mean? I think it's less cultural. I think it's the way the market is developed, right? So um, it, most, most emerging markets start to develop with kind of local champions. And I think it's, it's the way the market develops. And then it takes a while until you have regional players or global players to come in to these particular verticals. So I think you see, you know, what has been somewhat of a pent up demand, let's say in fashion in one market, uh, yeah. that be, is solved by, let's say, Azara or H&M coming into the market. Um, then you see that growth, right? Or Nike or Adidas, right? Um, yeah. From our, our, our partners. Um, whereas, you know, in another market, you may see digital goods. It, 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 it again was a, need that was not solved all of a sudden now you have netflix uh coming into that market localizing and then you've got the growth the other thing that i would say is um even though we look at latam as, as a region right each country requires its own unique um localization right and uh, we see that certain brands do a better job than others in localizing and therefore you see you know, those sectors grow faster than others, uh, depending yeah. on how well it's localized. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So this idea of localization um, makes makes sense. Also, like we say, kind of comes back to this, the complexity of it all, right? So do you, what, what how, how does a merchant localize then in, in this region? Do they have to use like a local agency or something? Or is there experts and consultancies that help? Or is it the brand themselves that goes there and sets up, does it? How, how does it all work? So there are different methods. Um, 
largely you want to if you're just starting out uh and exploring latam yeah um you want to do your homework and you want to choose the right partner i would say uh, before you you really set on do i go and establish local operations or do i want to serve that market from as a cross-border merchant um you know that's part of what we do at payu and i'll, I'll do a shameless plug here look one of the things that we we pride ourselves on is not only do we have a single API that merchants can connect to, but we have local operations, local teams, uh, and local platforms that actually are connected. We've done the hard job over the years of connecting to all of the local banks, schemes, payment methods, um, and tweaking risk models and so forth, um, and, and, and uh, reporting modules and so forth to make it simple for the merchant to access those markets. Additionally, additionally, um, the the added benefit of having Bayou as a partner is we're local, connected to local regulators, local tax authorities, um, the local ecosystem of e-commerce and payments providers, and that goes a long way in us being able to advise yeah. our partners or merchants on what is the best way in each country to set up. How do you start? How do you evolve? Mm. At what point do you want to set up a local entity? At what point do you want to switch yeah. your your way of processing? How do you word the transactions? All yeah. of that, I think, is is things you need to consider, and we at Payu help with beyond yeah. just the uh, yeah. typical payment transaction processing. Makes sense. Yeah, I was going to say about that. So, so it, it sounds like you're 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 not only a payment provider, but also kind of a consultancy, right? We do that for our merchants, right? So we, we, we don't have a consultancy practice. Uh, we don't charge for it, but this is part of the, you know, the, the, the set of services that we, yeah. we look to bring to our merchant partners. Why? Because look, at the end of the day, uh, we at Payu focus on how do we provide the absolute best experience for the online shopper yeah. to shop on any merchant that they want. And for that, you need to have the right setup, the right set of payment options, the right set of um, uh, um, risk uh, models and uh, and compliance models, yeah. and you need to make sure that the merchant is set up the right way so that they can serve as that consumer the best. And so, you know, we see it as part of the entire offering for us that yeah. we offer to our merchants. Well, yeah, it makes sense. You have to succeed in in the in the territory for sure. Um, and I think that's nice that you know anybody who is thinking about that territory those territories um knows that guys like you're out there and have the expertise and almost if you know on one hand you've got a fantastic business model or supply chain or whatever it is that's making your e-commerce brand work then you might be quite uh, excited about um you know moving into these type of territories knowing that there are people there that can help and such like whoa there's this big black hole of how do you how do you do it you know um I, i'm quite interested in I know you mentioned earlier about how some areas are, you know, fashion, some digital goods, whatever. I'm quite interested in, to know a little more of a breakdown in, in that, in the sense that, you know, if there are particular brands that know, oh, which territory should I be focusing on, you know, versus another one? Do you have any more detail around which regions are doing really well for which types of e-commerce and stuff? Mm -hmm. So look, I'll, um, we, we recently published um, a, a kind of a, a report series 
yeah. the new frontier where we, in fact, from the data that we have and additional data from the markets, uh, from our payments data and additional data from the markets, we looked and explored um, kind of the most promising markets in e-commerce uh, in 21 and beyond, both by vertical and by market. So I'd encourage uh, our listeners to go and check it out. Um, yeah. And maybe we can put uh, put a little link to it as well. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Come to my LinkedIn page and you'll see yeah, it. Send me the link and I'll put it into the, um, into the show blog notes or something like that. Super, yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I'll do that. And uh, look, from that, there are a number of trends that we we look at and we yeah. we we promote um so as an example beauty and cosmetics yeah has been a massive massive growth sector in a place like mexico yeah i can't tell you exactly why but we see the data we see the trend mm-hmm. um argentina and chile we see massive increase in fashion uh, you know, fashion, clothing, uh, retail, accessories. We see digital goods kind of across the region, but in particular in Colombia and Argentina taking uh, massive growth. Mm. Uh, I think, again, back to our earlier point, pent-up demand, mm. um, you know, the offering comes. And then, uh, and then one emerging sector i would say has been online education all right there for a while but um you know especially i would say again through the pandemic and through lockdowns yeah uh, um naturally people have had to get into education platforms but also i think um what we see and hear is people flock to new ways to um either improve themselves spend their time uh, uh um do finally the thing they've been wanting to do, either learn a new language, learn coding, yeah. um, learn the guitar, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so that has been a fascinating sector to to watch and, and for us to get involved in. Uh, it's got its own challenges because it's mostly marketplaces type models. Yes. Um, and so we've developed a model to serve, you know, the marketplace as well as individual um, freelancers, if you will, on those marketplaces that's 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 gone really really well yeah yeah that's interesting because we talked about marketplaces in other another episode and the the kind of the 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 insurgence if you like or what's that word you know the sort of like acceleration of the idea of marketplaces outside of the big ones your amazons and so on mm-hmm. uh, so yeah you've seen that as well then and then obviously there's application of that in those regions and education for one but any others as well Absolutely. Well, look, um, transportation, right? So uh, you can consider Uber a marketplace. It's a market. It's a two-sided marketplace. Uh, Beat or Bolt, right? Um, um, Any of the kind of mobility providers, uh, which is another uh, vertical that had a dip. Now it's now it's coming back as as people are starting to kind of travel locally again. Uh, um, You know, marketplace. The marketplace model, I think, is. You know, yeah. in education we talked about, but in retail as well. Uh, but any of the services that are, what we see is finally people are able to contribute what they know mm-hmm. and make money out of it by joining a marketplace, whether it's yeah. a trade, whether it's education, whether it's using your car uh, as an Uber driver uh, or just, uh, you know, doing trade, selling goods. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, all that was, was 
really fascinating um, to, to hear uh, about uh, you know what's going on in these emerging markets, obviously focusing on, on LATAM. But uh, you, you're saying that you, you, you focus on a lot of other emerging markets as well. Is that right? Or do you just run the, the LATAM side of things? What's the... No, 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 globally. So um, I run our global payments business, which uh, spans over 20 markets across Latin America, Africa, Central Eastern Europe, wow. Turkey, Russia, Southeast Asia. Um, we also have a massive business uh, in India, which we run separately in India for India. Yeah. Uh, opportunity there as well. All of that is connected uh, with, yeah. with what we call the PayU hub. The PayU right. hub is our smart orchestration layer that we've built on top of all of the local platforms that connect to all of the local banks and payment systems and payment uh, methods uh, yeah. all around our markets. Yeah. And uh, we provide that to, to our merchants and our partners. Uh, you connect once and you, yeah. can, you can benefit from any of the applications, payment methods, um, and expertise we have in any of the emerging markets. Mm. I'm glad I asked that question because, I mean, obviously we focused on LATAM, but it's way bigger than that, actually. If, they, if merchants do want to talk to you and get involved with PayU, it opens up quite quite a large territory set, it sounds like. It's amazing. Absolutely. Look, I, I think when you think about, you know, the old term of emerging markets, which we've recoined as high growth markets, Yeah. Um, we consider ourselves the leader in... Right. markets um there isn't a geography that would be considered high growth that we're not present in and not just to process payments but really as i was saying locally on the ground with direct connectivity uh to local payment methods and local schemes um yeah. so yes absolutely um yeah. if any of our listeners have interest in any emerging markets any high growth markets um whether you're present there or you're looking yeah. to further enhance your growth your approval yeah. rate your pricing yeah uh, absolutely we should be speaking definitely and in a nutshell knowing from your experience what are the, are the high growth markets at the moment oh wow um <laughs> i think the opportunities are pretty pretty vast so i would say so we, we've been speaking about latam right yeah um you know one market that uh that we've been very fortunate to be in for a number of years, Colombia. Yeah. Very, very high growth, but around it, uh, all of LATAM is on fire, I think. Um, you know, the, the expectations of growth there are yeah. one to the 20 to 40%, depend on who you ask per year. Yeah. So that's- what about, what about other though? What about outside of LATAM? What, so what outside of LATAM, look, um, you and I spoke a bit about Turkey. Uh, market like Turkey is yeah. um, absolutely on fire. Uh, as well, yeah. one because young population, digitally savvy, yeah. uh, um, really um, sophisticated when it comes to banking and mobile, yeah. uh, but still a large percentage of people who are underbanked. Forty percent of the country is still underbanked, uh, and it's a massive economy, young economy. So that's one market we're super excited about um, yeah. uh, in terms of growth. Central Eastern Europe. Central yes. Eastern Europe, when you compare to yeah. other European markets, yeah. um, you've got double, triple the growth in places yeah. like Poland, Romania, Czech, um, Hungary. And then moving, you know, moving east, India in its own right, absolutely massive opportunity um, that's already, I think, emerged, but yeah. continues just the sheer numbers and growth there, yeah. not just in terms of payments, but also being able to provide... Um, 
credit and access to credit in a much more seamless way, which is also one of the things we do as PayU, um, is, uh, is just a massive opportunity there. Yeah. And then, you know, finishing off with uh, Southeast Asia and Africa, these regions are absolutely yeah. still emerging. Southeast Asia, um, the opportunities are just starting to, to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. Indonesia, Philippines, Singapore, yes. uh, Thailand, and Malaysia. And then, you know, Africa is a fascinating continent. Uh, mm -hmm. It's another one that we can spend a whole podcast on, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We're present in the three largest country, uh, three largest opportunities, we think, South Africa, Nigeria, and Kenya. Yeah. It's, the entire region is poised for growth, I think, uh, over the next 10 years. Very, very interesting. Thank you so much for that. Um, so if the guys, you know, want to talk to you, uh, your team, uh, in more detail about all this stuff, what's the best way for them to get hold of you? Hey, um, come to uh, payu.com or reach yeah. me, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Yeah, uh, we're always here to talk about this and, like you say, all this stuff uh, in payments and emerging markets and high yeah. growth. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, but e equally, yeah. look, always looking to partner with uh, like-minded players in e-commerce who are looking for growth. Absolutely, no, it sounds great. And uh, just one final thing, not to put you on the spot again. Um, but you're free. Come on. Uh, yeah. So I, I want you to pluck something out of your your vast experience, life experience, personal or business or whatever you want. Um, give the guys some golden nuggets to take away the rest of their day or evening, please, Mario. Aha! Uh -huh, you are putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll share one thing. Uh, yeah. I'll share one thing. Uh, yeah. A personal story. Um, which, which to me is heartwarming, um, especially in these times of pandemic lockdowns. We're still not out of it, right? Uh, yeah. We're doing well in the UK here, um, Phil, yeah. but many other countries are struggling. Um, yeah. You know, I was, I was with my family um, a few weeks ago and um, kind of ra one of these rare moments where the whole family's around. The sun was rarely shining <laughs> through the window. Actually, you could feel the warmth, uh, which doesn't happen often in, in the right. UK. Uh, especially this summer, um, and 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 we're playing a board game with my kids, and it just struck me that we've got to be kind of thankful for these little moments of of joy that we have and what we have around us. Um, and this is what we try to do at Bayou is uh, not just you know be be super focused on growth and profitability, but but also take care of our communities, also make sure that everyone around us is is equally blessed uh, or we can help them feel more blessed so that that to me was kind of this one of these moments of wow I, I am blessed I've got my family and actually silver lining on the lockdown I've managed to spend a lot more time with them than I would have normally because I would have been on a plane somewhere um, and so just just be mindful of these little moments um, of um, of joy I guess around in these difficult times Absolutely, absolutely. No, I, t I totally agree. It's so easy to get caught up in the past and get caught up in the future and actually forget the now. Um, and you know, there's there's been a massive trend of kind of mindfulness over the last few years. You know, particularly in businesses as well, um, where it's just trying to, you know, get get people to you know appreciate the now and, and get the best out of the now. Because the interesting thing about it is that when when one does that and i know it is sometimes difficult 
but you 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 often remove the reactionary part of that moment. So if you are mindful that the fact that you are playing a board game with your kids, or but you should be, you know, finishing off this, that, and the other, or there's something else you want to do, you're immediately in a frame of mind that can create some kind of reaction, you know, negative reaction normally in that moment. Whereas if you're going, actually, do you know what? Park that for a sec. I'm playing Monopoly with a kid and they're loving it and they're loving that dad is doing it or they're playing Minecraft and they say, look, dad, play Minecraft with us, you know. And you're in that moment and it's like suddenly, like you say, you find joy in that moment and it's not about the fact you've got the car to wash or the project to, to finish or whatever. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. Mindfulness is a great, great bit of wisdom for the day. And especially in these times when... Hey, uh, I'm on the, I'm on this, uh, you know, computer all day long, uh, yeah. or on the phone all day long, and it's yeah. it, it it blends right the personal and, and business time blends. So um, right. yeah, uh, it's especially especially important to do that in these right. times. Totally, absolutely. Well, Mary, listen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Phil. Thanks for yeah. hosting. Absolutely, it's really appreciated. And um, uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed that chat. I certainly learn, as I always do every time, as you know, um, learn loads about uh, new things. Um, if you want to keep in touch um, and you've got any requests for any particular topics, ideas, you want to be involved, um, part of things, head over to segmentify.com forward slash PGS, sign up, uh, and or ping me an email anytime, phil at segmentify.com. Uh, obviously, um, get in touch with Mara as well if you want that uh, that link to that paper that they've done. And obviously, we'll try and get it out as well as part of the post that we put out uh, on social media and stuff together. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time, Mary, once more. Thanks, Phil, as well. And uh, for all of our listeners, yeah, go to uh, payyou.com or ping me directly on LinkedIn. And we're chatting more. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Have a lovely rest of your day and evening. God bless and speak to you again soon. Take care, everyone.